How's it going, Odd People? You are listening to the Odd People Podcast, and I am your host, Matt the Cat. Today is episode number 53, and in this episode, I'll be talking to the singer of the band High and Heavy, Chris Fortin, the wizard. I hope you enjoy the show. Yes, the lovely, the lovely computer woman. So how how's it going, man? I'm uh, just showing over here in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> it's the your forever home, hopefully, right? Yeah, yeah. That's about it. Oh, it's nooks and crannies. Yeah. So how have you been? I, I haven't. It's been. Uh, I think I talked to you. Oh boy! Yeah. I published the episode on 420 last year. Oh wow! So yeah, <laughs> so it's been a while. Jeez, it's since... been that long, yeah. Um, it's been a very, very intense year. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to just like everything personal, everybody's going through the same kind of stuff with different spots, and you know, and so it's just been yeah. We, like I was just saying, we we bought a house, and the yeah. housing is unbelievably crazy right now. But yeah, it we're it. and it's it's already got its few things that are really really cool. But things, as soon as you buy a house, they just happen. <laughs> yep. Like, step in the house and something just happens to me. Like, I can't come home and not expect something to happen. Right. <laughs> Those stories are ready, so that's fine. But yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a learning. Yeah. Learning so far. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on house number two. And oh, wow. Yeah. We, we've, never, uh, we've never bought a really nice house that's like turnkey like good house we've always bought like fixer-uppers so yeah nonstop. get yourself something nice and and solid this time right <laughs> yeah down. yeah we're always working on something so uh i wanted to have you on the show so we could talk about your new album which is very good and uh to promote the upcoming show that's so I'm going to publish this on Monday. So it's coming up Friday. It came quick. It came quick. Like once yeah. I heard, like, yes, like it's a return to our, our place of origin, you know? Yeah, it's pretty cool. So it's um, the Poor Farm Tavern in uh, New Bedford, right? Yes. The Poor Farm Tavern, New Bedford, Massachusetts. All right, cool. And it's uh, nine o'clock, right? Is when the show yeah, starts. Yeah, it's gonna start around nine, and fans are pretty awesome. So I would get there, get your place in the place because like it's it's probably gonna have a good amount of people in there. That's a that's a different kind of shaped um, place. You have yeah, it's big, long, like all your space is long, and then there's like this little guppy spot in the middle, a little little pond in the middle. People can go, but that's gonna be really fun. I hope. Well, people are excited to come and see us again because we're excited to be back in Bedford. Yeah, I'm really excited to go. <laughs> I know yeah. that much. Yeah, I can't believe like you were. You guys have been promoting it a lot, and uh, you've been saying that it's been two years. Yeah, and especially with the pandemic, it probably feels a it, lot more longer. <laughs> it's it's a lot longer. I mean, we've done a couple shows in different areas um already we did one Fall river and then we just did the one in the middle east um in cambridge which was really really a good time and i especially liked the way that they you had to have your like your card to get in or for right. i like that like, it made me feel a bit better is the the porn farm doing that are they doing any kind i am of not sure if they are but i would i would hope that they're that people are, are getting vaxxed so that they can like be safe around other people at least you know, yes. my staff is six feet, <laughs> six feet long so like i i have a protective but like i just for the safety of everybody i think it'd be kind of cool um yeah. that was something i liked about playing the cambridge show is that like you had to bring and i had to find mine i was like oh where is that 
you know, messed up. I'm like, well, I think I left it. We were moving. So it was like everything was like in different boxes. And I'm like, where's my card? I can't play without the card. But yeah, yeah it's a really fun show. Like um, the other bands were tremendous and good. And, and so I just, this one coming up, though, it's going to be really fun. Uh, now, who was who opening up for you guys? We got Princess Bleach and Coastal Decay. And like, I don't think we played with the bands themselves again. Yeah, that's I mean, cool. Though. Before. But I'm, I'm, I'm always completely honest. I'm like, I'm just looking forward to playing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys. I've never seen you actually perform live. I'm a fan. I have, you know, I have the record in the CD of uh, um, Warrior Queen. I just bought the record of your new album. It hasn't come in yet. I literally like just bought it <laughs> like earlier oh, this week. Hey, hey, you know, it takes those birds a long time to fly it to you sometimes. <laughs> yeah, right. And the crows, the ones- they're asking for way more like sunflower seeds than I can hand. I'm, I'm trying to get more sunflower seeds for the crows because they really have to more. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the uh what's the name of the new album is it v or is it five that's Roman numeral five all right cool yeah i was wondering that and i'm like uh, i think it's five but i don't want to just <laughs> say five then, yeah well, i think we tried to enhance that it's five with the um we have the special version of the album that you could buy that was the the high the high five version yeah <laughs> all right kind of another hint but yeah um sometimes like i looked at it and thought the same thing but yeah no it, it was our fifth major thing to put out a fifth major piece of work to put out so it was it was definitely something i wanted to like you know really especially with what happened with the pandemic like we really wanted to like get this album solid yeah like it hits you like a wall falling down you know it it is really, really good. Uh, uh, when I was writing my notes for this episode, I had it playing in my headphones and I don't normally listen to um, music with any lyrics while I'm trying to like write right. episodes or whatever, just because it's I'm ADD brain. So I'll, you know, get, go off and, uh, mm-hmm. and not be able to concentrate on what I'm doing. But it, it hit me really it hit me really good and re- I really I was relaxed and I was able to take in your music as I was preparing for this episode and it was I appreciate it and it's really really good that's that's so many words uh you know um <laughs> like but it's 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 one of my favorite ones that we've done so far like I, I think we just I think we honestly we put so much more into this one because of like the pandemic yeah to say the pandemic's not in the album it's more of like we had to do it half before like and then half like right as, as it started getting okay where it's it's sort of safe that we can record it with this, the right people to finish it because we did it half and then we did it another half after yeah so yeah i think second half we had so much more time to yeah. like practice and practice and practice and practice and like get that album so like we knew when when it gets really really dark at times that's exactly how we wanted to sound yeah it uh it was really it's really good uh, and i mean i'm a gigantic fan of warrior queen i, I was uh i don't i don't want to make myself sound like a music critic because i'm not but i was very skeptical that it would meet that standard because warrior queen, queen was so good and it it's definitely me met it or even exceeded it. It's just freaking awesome. I was like, wow, this is fantastic. <laughs> um, but I do have some questions for you that I'm not sure if we really got to last time we talked. Oh, go for it, man. I'd love to, if I can answer them. You know, yeah. Um, so how did you become a wizard? How, what, what was that decision? Well, when I was a child, um, no, honestly, when I was a child, like not yeah. a child, but like a teenager, I made this joke to all my friends that like when I get old and like when I retire, when I get old, like my goal is to be the town wizard. 
I mean, I wanted to be crazy so like people would just like, I'm just, I could be alone, but also be happy and like legit, like, oh, he's the guy that legit walks down the road as a wizard. Little did I know that I was going to end up in a band later on. Yeah. Uh, happened. But what happened was the first song that we ever wrote together, me and John, we wrote and I started writing the lyrics about being the last wizard on, out of all the wizards, I'm, I'm the last one. And that's what the, the, the song was. And that song was Last Mage of the Age. And that's on the very first demo, which you can still go on any platform and find, I think. Um, and that song is what started the whole wizard thing. Because then like, it, I jokingly, it was around Halloween time and I went to a Sabres actually just to like look for just anything as whatever Halloween was and I wasn't going to be a wizard that Halloween but I jokingly was like oh like if I could find a good garb I would totally dress up as a wizard for this one show and then after looking through the ones they had on the thing I didn't like it and then the woman at the savers said, hold on and she went in the back and she found this now this is like soft and velvety and just it's it's not a Halloween costume. Yeah. And upon looking upon it, I actually felt like maybe somebody did actually use this as some kind of like ritual. Who knows? Like, so it had its it had its thing. But you know, so I I went to practice, and I think it was Mike was like, "So you're gonna dress like the wizard?" And I was like, "Yeah, I might." And then I told my mother at the time, I was like, "We're doing this show, and this was our first show." um and it was going to be with other people I, I didn't know I was going to do it that night but I was like I told my mom and she was like oh you have to do it and I was like okay so like there was this other hat before this one it was just a good looking Halloween hat that like worked out but then she, my, my, I said I need a stick I need a walking stick I need a staff and my mother's like she gave me um she goes oh you have one it was actually with a friend of mine um who she actually passed away. So like, this is even more special now. Like this stick was found in the woods while we were camping in the woods. And no it's way. got natural runes on it and stuff. So like my mom was like, oh, you already got one. So I went to work I, as, a, as a, I work as a welder the next day. And I said to my boss, I want to, I need a piece of pipe this long. I'm going to stuff this thing on. I'm going to actually weld the mic screw in top, the top part of the mic stand into the top of that. And then pop that right on there. And I have a wizard mic stand, like a wizard staff mic stand, which I was like, now I can't not dress up this. I, yeah. I had to, I put so much into it. So then we did it the first show and then it was just so much fun that I just kept on doing it. But then you have this question and yes, like it, it became a character and people question me on the streets. Or something. I always have something really funny to get back at them with like, They'd say, like, oh, Gandalf. And I said, I taught that guy everything he knows, and he still doesn't listen to me. <laughs> People. But at the same time, like, it was like, then the songs started getting really fun because now I could be this character. And then I had a, I had this whole story for the character and how, like, so he's supposed to be the last wizard. And it's supposed to be that he came down from space. It's actually in the whole song. It says, like, he came down from space. He was sent from, I'm sent from space. And I'm here in order to, when the world ends and everything starts to regrow again, I just make paths in the woods in order so that when people begin again as people, they can find each other and it all starts over again. So that's all I'm supposed to be doing, but I get into all kinds of trouble. <laughs> and then there's going to be this, there was going to be this whole thing where like the, the wizard himself, like he's, there's other ones that are sent, like almost like predator. <laughs> there's other yeah. ones to the same planet annually not annually not not yearly but every so many thousand years and i'm forced to fight this is this hasn't happened yet but i'm forced to fight <laughs> each one that comes and so i'm like fighting different versions of myself like it's really fun to be able to like have a character to write with yeah has any of this has this come out in any of the songs as far as like that that the later part oh, yeah the there's battles? more if if, if people if there's certain songs that are sort of connected in little ways, there is there is definitely lore in there. I've definitely added it. Apart from the humorous things, there's like legit lore, and it starts with that song. It starts with the last mage of the age. Nice. Is it how I got here? That's awesome. <laughs> That's and then hooves. And then hooves. 
Hooves is where he got, there's, there's three names. There's Rockman, which is from space, Moonchild, which is also based on, like willow trees from the song Hooves. The song Hooves, he plants himself, freezes his roots into the ground like a tree, and then they, the whole village gets burned by the witch. That's how he becomes willow tree, and then he fights her. And there's a whole thing with him and the witch throughout different albums going on for him. That's awesome. All kinds of lore. You just gotta, it's, it's fun. Like I'm, I'm placing little things in as I go along if I can. Do, do you solely write all the, uh, all the lyrics? Or does anybody no. throw in, uh, they throw in no, their uh, stuff? John and I go back and forth with songs, meaning like John writes some of the songs and I write some. That's why like, if you were to ask a question about one of the songs, like I would honestly say like it's, it's a John's lyrics. So I can say what my interpretation is, or, but um, like it's, it's, it's just the way we've been doing it since the beginning. Like, and uh, John's an amazing writer. So I'm, I'm really happy to be working with him in general, but his songs are usually his songs and my songs are my songs. When it comes to lyrically, I mean, he's he's the captain of the boat when it comes to the riffs and the guitars and everything. John's, John's amazing. So I'm, I'm really happy to work with John. Yeah, that's awesome to have a, a bandmate that you have. Clearly have a very uh, tight connection with him that you guys he's like can. Brother. Yeah. Yeah. He's, that's, that's... I've known him since we were like, like, I think like 12 or something, maybe 13 around there. Oh, that's awesome. That's working cool. Yeah, I wasn't sure if uh, if the wizard was like uh, paying homage to like, you know, Black Sabbath. You know, we love Black Sabbath. I mean, it's yeah. a, we love Sabbath. Um, but you'll never catch us playing the wizard as a cover. Like it's a rule; it's never going to happen. Yeah. You know, um, we definitely like pay our own homage to yeah. to Sabbath itself, just because. I mean, geez, they they started it. Like they started the yeah. deep row that you feel in your belly. They started scaring people with riffs. That's the first thing they did was they scared people with that Black Sabbath riff. Yeah. So, but the wizard itself, yeah, yeah. I think growing up listening to Sabbath, like the whole character when I said, like I said, I want to be a wizard when I grew up, that was that was probably what started it. And Final Fantasy IX, actually. All right. Influenced by Vive from, from Final Fantasy IX. Because that was a whole story of that. If you've ever played it, you understand, Vivi. I don't want to ruin the story of Vivi for people if they haven't. It's it's that special. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so the new album is there. Is there any kind of major theme to it, or you, your songs always seem to? I don't know how to put this. It's I. You feel like you're on a journey when you're listening to High and Heavy. That's great. And that's what, you know, that's what we're going for. Yeah, yeah. And at the end of the album, you're you're like, all right, like that was like you you feel fulfilled. You feel like you've hit all all, all the points. <laughs> that's that's good. Um, that's that's the way we want to fill, you know, people's expectations with more than they expected. If that's yeah. possible. Um apparently it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh because like a lot about the album that like there's it goes in and out of things there are things that connect but the th I would say the theme the theme is like it's just gonna it's just getting darker it's just getting darker um even the cover itself it's just complete darkness like it's it's a desolate mountain like <laughs> yeah um and that didn't even come from anything that was happening during the year it's just like we're we're excessively getting darker with things because like we're I think the it's just the way it's it's the way it was written was very hard to to explain. The wizard is like kind of on his way out of this planet at this moment. It's going to start over. So like it's about tripping dimensions at, at that point. There's legit lyrics in the songs where like there's a point when he's crawling up a jagged ledge to the next dimension from the powers he gained in the song like if you the lyrics will just describe the powers that he gains but it's that i would say it's just very darkly themed like we just it came out of us i can't it's one of those things like the the way it came out like we don't i can't really answer it's like we wanted to go deeper and darker john said like he got crunchier and darker like his stuff's got sludgier and like 
it just brought on there was some songs on there that when he gave he gave me the riff and he was like i don't know if i'm going to use this riff i said i want that riff like i want to write my lyrics to that riff like i wouldn't and that's how it was like happening that's awesome <laughs> i just i mean when it comes to the theme itself of it, it's we because we've done that before in the past with other with other albums um yeah uh, I think was it from the flames, like was a like we're trying to go for like a whole like concept album, and right. it was fun, but it was work because like we had to like think about and plan, and everything. like this one we just like it just came out of us. Yeah, it's incredible that it could just come out of you <laughs> like that. There's a few, there's a few things in this album that I'm I'm battling through hell. There's a few things that it's like, or I'm walking scorched earth. You know, there, there's, it's desolate. It's desolate. And, and um, whenever I'm writing the lyrics for this songs for this band, it's, it's very much, I want, like you said, I want you to feel like you're on a journey. I want my lyrics to give pictures in your head. I want it to be like, it's an audio book. Yeah. I, I want people to, to like if if anything understand that's a story it might be all over the place because the wizard's been taking too much potions but still it's there. um now <laughs> uh, we we had that we had that song um the one i was mentioning before that john was like he, he gave me the riff and i i wanted i wanted to i wanted it and it was it was one of our ended up as one of our singles it's screaming moon um and it's just like it just hit so hard and it was just such a great riff it got it was just it made me like sludge along like it just made me like i'm on a boat and i'm going back and forth and like i just you get images immediately in my head and it's just like the wizard's not happy it starts he's unleashed but like he's as he's walking he's just like taking things down and the image of him walking with a you know a war hammer on his back and Medusa's head in a sack. And I, he's using the Medusa's head to get, turn him to stone and then to smash him with the Warhammer as he's walking. And by the way, he, he takes, you know, he, he has to have his potions and he uses a mammoth's tusk in order to smoke his fog. <laughs> so I, I like to like really like have fun with the lyrics. Like yeah. I want them visuals if they hear what i'm saying they're like what the heck is that look like in my head you know i want that yeah that's awesome so your writing process is is as far as you know um you guys are having band practice and you're rehearsing and do you have like pages of lyrics already written out or oh, yeah are you, um, or are you, yeah are you writing this stuff as so it's, it, as john brings it to you or or are you just like putting it all together it's a mix it's a mix like i think like as i think of different lyrics or themes to a song i want to do or stories like like because it's definitely it's fun to take that song and turn it into a story that way like you have something to go upon when you're writing the lyrics like you know i want to go to this part because this is when they get to the woods or this is when they get to the creek and they haven't made the creek because this monster attacks them how do they kill the monster? Do they all survive? Like, there's a story here now, and then I take that. But um, usually, like John will write, John will write some songs. Like he'll write his, excuse me, his riffs and his lyrics. He puts them together, and he'll send them to us, and then like listen to them, give feedback, and vice versa. But like, I'll just let him go, and like he'll just keep doing edits of his own stuff, and then he'll send them, and like they just they get really good, and they get like it's just the way it goes is like with that and then with me i'm always writing lyrics so if he throws me a riff it's like throwing me a treat like he's given he's like oh I, he emails me the riff and like or the couple parts and i'm like yes i can do something with that but there are times that like i'll give him lyrics and he'll be like i know exactly what i'm going to use with these lyrics it's it's mostly through emails and stuff we actually rarely it's rarely done at practice hmm. we write on the outside and rehearsals for putting that together and then seeing where it goes. Well, that's awesome. That's that's pretty cool. It's amazing that you guys can are able to do that uh, through email and stuff. And I, I feel like that's um, 
just uh, more of your connection to John. Because gives, there's not a lot of people that could do I, that. I, 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 like I feel so happy when he gives me notes. Like if he's feeling like he's 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 giving me some uh some some riffs, he sends them my way because like then I have something to like at least base what I want that song to feel like. Do I want to like tell it about or use that riff for this lyrics that I came up with or this riff lyrics? Um, you know, or I'd be like, oh, I want a, I want a song where the main thing I yell in the middle of the song is blood in my beard. And that's how it starts. Wow. It's fun. It's fun. I mean, and, and also it takes the pressure off. I mean, I'm working with somebody. It's not like it's all on me, you know, and I trust his songs. He's, he's a great writer. Yeah, that's awesome. Now is the part of the show where I'd like to ask you some odd questions. Oh, go for it. That's the, these are kind of just off the wall questions that I've, I've been asking variations of these to the guests of the show. Um, <laughs> if you could be any animal, what animal would you like to be? Depends on how long. Um, if I could be a dolphin for about a couple months, I'd be a dolphin. Just, just because it looks like it's the funnest animal to be for just a little while. But um, probably nothing ferocious. Something that like nobody's going to... A giant sloth. I don't want to be judged. I just want to be able to just chill <laughs> and hang out in my tree. And then like, you know, like the bug bother me because my metabolism is too slow to even feel them on me. Yeah, that's not <laughs> <a good> time. <laughs> that's um, perfect. Yeah, uh, either a sloth. I mean, sloths are popular now. People like sloths, just, just shirts of sloths and stuff. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right, awesome. Um, so if you had a time machine, uh, where and when would you like to go? Oh, well, geez. It took so long the last time I came. I like, oh, geez. It took like at least 300 years to get back to here the last time. So definitely not the dinosaurs. Those dinosaurs smell like we're going back there again. Um, they were cool, but like the weed was terrible. Um, they got no, no water over there. I think, I'd, I mean, I'd like to go back to, it's like between a basic time, like a primitive time, or or a time where like it's it's just like it's really sophisticated. So I want like the I want both aspects. I want to be like the guy that lives in the woods next to the English manor in you know the eighteen hundreds or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> nice. Anything with books. It had we, like we have to have books. So early stages. I'd like to see the early stage of the time. That'd be fun. Yeah, I find that interesting too. Uh, I've had a lot of different answers to this question because i've i've asked it different ways i've asked it as like if you could just be a fly on the wall in history and not affect anything uh That's like where would you question. go yeah you know so like there's there's a lot of people have given me a lot of different See, but that's the, what's what's tough is that's the kind of question like I'm going to think about and think of something for real and I'm going to be I didn't say that um you can tell me Friday let me know yeah. on Friday I want to know <laughs> So if you could pick any musicians to play with other than your band, other than high and heavy, uh, like who would you play with? Make, make your dream band, anybody in history, alive or dead. Okay. The river bottom nightmare band. That, that's what I want to back me um, from the, the, the Emmett Brown's jug band Muppets. Okay. The, the town that wins they're all metal they're like yeah i want that band nice. so so jim henson yeah jim henson would be in the band because he was a great musician um no, I mean, that's a tough one that's that's a really tough one it's like um so you're saying like of all time like just like people that play with like like doesn't matter you see you can make to make your own super band you're saying yeah yeah make your make your own super band and you're you're the, the lead singer and you go, this is this is my ultimate band. I mean, it's kind of hard because you already have the ultimate band. That's that's I mean, it's a, not to be corny, but like that's that's what's hard. It's like I I found my niche. Like I I, I really don't um I don't know. I'm I'm that's a tough question. 
it's a tough question. Like, geez, like there's there's people that like I love when it comes to music, but would they like work out? Like, I mean, I'd love David Bowie to be in my band, but like I'm not gonna sing if he's gonna sing. You know, <laughs> yeah. like most of my my people were singers, like uh, lyricists. Like I'm a very lyrics person, so like most of my people. But I mean, geez, like I used to joke around that like I learned how to play guitar by watching Jimi Hendrix on 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 I had a video of when he played at Berkeley from VH like on VHS and wow. like oh that was like why I'm stupid on stage and fall down and stuff is for that guy so like I mean geez but to say Jimmy like everybody's gonna say somebody like that so I, I really it's tough it's tough <laughs> yeah it's it's tough because most of my heroes were like lyrical people right yeah that makes right. sense <laughs> I mean, I can't supplement John. John gives me the, like the riffs, so yeah. <laughs> All right, it, it, it doesn't matter that you don't have an answer either. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I, I can't keep searching because I really don't have one. Yeah, and I was I was thinking that when I wrote that to him, I'm like, he's probably not even going to want to answer that question. If <laughs> it's not even I don't want it, I really don't know. Like, yeah, I love see, I love so many different things of music that it's, it's, I'm, I'm very much like, I listen to like all different stuff all the time at work and everything. Like, I'm usually listening to scary podcasts now, not even music. Um, but like, I listen to like electronic music or something in the background. Like, so it's, it's tough. It's tough. Like, to, to, to yeah, that's a. Uh, I'm I the same my way. Loves of my, my classic bands, like I love all of them, but I don't know who I'd want in the band, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, uh, I'm. I think there's probably a group of people that know me as like a metalhead or whatever, and I'm like, I'm really just not strictly a metal guy. I listen to all kinds of crazy stuff, and yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's the same way though. Like I'm a guitar player, so I'm. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna pick a bunch of guitarists to be in a band. There'll be nobody else. <laughs> yeah, like if, any, if, really if anybody wants to see like another side of me, like go look up One Cent Peep Show. Like, whole this is a YouTube video we did about like running from Predator. Um, <laughs> that's a whole different kind of music. I and that was fun, but it's like I don't even play. I played guitar on that one, you know. Yeah, it's so different. This is a whole different monster. <clears throat> so, um. What's the worst job you've ever had? Worst job I've ever had. Okay. I worked for this place that was, um, it was all my exploratory because I went to a shop school. I went to like a, a vocational school and I learned how to weld. I went to this place on co-op and I was the young kid. And so like, they all, they just like, they just used me for, like everything they didn't want to do. Like it was sort out. They had me do stuff that was dangerous though. Like I look back now and like, if this was, me now i would tell them no and just not do this i had to get under they had like the bottom of a they had the back of a truck like a utility truck they had the yeah. whole back off of the truck and they had it hanging on a crane chain and it's just hanging there dangling and this thing is like hundreds thousands of pounds and if it falls on anybody you're you're squashed you're dead you're you're mincemeat like and um the old man gets something, he tells me, and he gives me this thing, and it's it's one of those little needlers, and it's, it runs on an air compressor, and he goes, it, like, it's a in, little tiny impact gun to get rust and gunk and things right. off of things. He wanted me to go under there and get off all the rust and the gunk. Now, I'm under this thing, and it's and the whole thing's shaking, and then, like, it's on one chain, and I did that, but then I pretty much just, I didn't go to the job anymore. Like, I quit my own way. When it came to, like, it was time to come out of uh, related and it was going to go on actual vacation. I just went on vacation and go back. And then when I went back, they got rid of me and I'm like, well, they kind of had me like in a condition, a place where I was, I could have died. Legit could have died. So worst, but most interesting was um, the cemetery. I, I worked at the cemetery when I was really young. My first job was the cemetery. I was, uh, I did the weed whacking and the, um, the lawn mowing and then the uh the foundations for the stones oh no kidding big foundations and also burying people we did burials as well um i didn't run the fork with the the um 
the front end welder though to get the stuff out, the, the, the dirt to dig it. We had to get in the hole sometimes to dig though. Oh. A truck go right into one of those holes one time. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw a truck go right right into one of those holes. It was it was it was winter time. And it was a big Bronco, like an 88 Bronco or something, or an 80s Bronco, like a big, big version of it. And this guy was helping us out with the burial. Now, we had to jackhammer through the permafrost to get this person in the ground. That's something people don't think about is when people die in the, in the wintertime and they get buried, the people digging the grave have to legit use jackhammers to get into the ground. That's crazy. This guy, he backs up to help us out with whatever it was, and he just hides right into it. Half of his truck's in the hole. <laughs> we had to use the backhoe to pull. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, you want some funny stories. It was all the cemetery. I've worked at a lot of different jobs, but the cemetery was, it wasn't the worst job. It was just like the funniest job. So many weird things happened. Yeah, it's a cemetery. That makes sense. <laughs> all these weird things. Yeah, I mean, just but like not haunted things, just like situations. Like there was one burial we did in the morning. You dig the hole at night and then you cover it up so nobody falls in it. You put the vault in so nobody can do anything with the vault. And then you and then you drop it in the next night. So we get the piece of wood and we move it. And this is the next morning. We're supposed to be doing the burial. I'm like, I don't know, like 25 minutes to a half an hour. They're going to be here. We got to get the rest of the stuff ready. The little mechanism that brings the casket down and stuff. All that needs to be taken care of. We get it prepared. We open up the big piece. We take the plywood. We move it from the hole. And it's water. It's just water, about two or three feet of water, maybe more, in this place where this casket's going to go in in about half an hour. So boss legit just like he made the funeral director know what was going on. And then he he pumped it until the family got there. And then family left we like we just like hope they left and they got that thing covered but as i was covering that i remember as we were putting the dirt on that the casket was just starting to float <laughs> like i'll never forget that i'll never forget. like it was just start and i'm like hey that guy's good for a while they bought him a nice casket <laughs> jesus but like he's down enough and like i mean put the you, there's a vault that goes over so he's not going anywhere yeah i mean that's the, that's to protect that's so that doesn't happen but what we didn't know is there was a legit underground creek going through that whole cemetery and if you go to the wall you can actually see it coming right out of the stone wall that separates some of the levels so that's uh -huh. the kind of weird stuff you're, that you get when you work at a cemetery is people's caskets starting to float up as you're burying them oh my god that's insane <laughs> I never, I've never thought of, uh, like you were saying, the permafrost or any kind of underground water. You just assume, you know, there's a cemetery. It's just they just dug all those holes with no problem. I mean, you got to think also like this. You start to run out of room. I saw that cemetery turn from one normal cemetery to like the field that used to be where like people let their dog run around became more graves. Yeah. And then, like, they had the part of it on top that was all, like, very old stones. Some of them not even, you can't legibly see them. And they're made out of flint rock. And they're falling apart. Like, they're, like, legit flintstone. Like, wow. Like, old, old stuff. And, like, there's one of them there with a pentagram that everybody, every kid talked about. Like, where's the pentagram right over there? But that is pretty cool. There's a pagan, like, a strict pagan thing in a Quaker wow. town. It used to be a Quaker town, so. Oh, no kidding. That's crazy. What town is it? That was a Krishna. A Krishna? A Krishna. It's a big Good cemetery. <laughs> Good to know. I got to go find that. <laughs> there's some creepier cemeteries in Massachusetts, but that one has at least that spot where there's like, there's some really old graves. Yeah. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, there's a lot of creepy shit in Massachusetts. Um, uh, do you believe in aliens? Something didn't like what you just said. So I, I would, <laughs> I, honestly, when you said, aliens is what you were trying to say it went it really like legit buzzed out so yeah geez uh, we can't be the only things out here we, we just can't we can't if, if we if we're thinking that we're the only beings that are at all capable of living the way we do then we're we're just we're way too confident yeah. way too confident. it's one of those things like i hope i don't have to see like you know 
the things that come in my dreams too many times or like that knocking on the wall is not the wolf but it's the alien because what's scarier um yeah you know like would you rather have an alien or a skinwalker outside of the door like this alien is gonna like tear you apart and you know I, I've, I've been wondering i've been wanting to ask the next alien that i meet um like why they're still probing people and like i mean seriously they have enough notes by now like they've been doing this for centuries and they're trying to make these notes on us and like what no they're just they're just putting things in people for no reason they're being very terrible um yeah i don't think we're the only ones i don't know if they're here i don't know if i've actually seen a ufo or anything but like i mean it's it, sometimes it's too scary to think about yeah i have i have a few theories on aliens and uh i like to subscribe to some conspiracy theories here and there but just to um, get that theory yeah that's that's interesting you know but um yeah i i I asked that question to a guest of the show a couple couple uh episodes ago and this guy is like a really hardcore christian and you know i didn't really know that when i wrote everything down (laughs) But right. like all the odd questions and stuff that I asked him, he he had some sort of religious spin on it, and it was um, he had like, written word like, answer. Yeah, he had an yeah. His answer answer to that is that aliens don't exist, and it's fallen angels. It's it's demons that are you know. That's a whole other spectrum. There's the whole theory that like aliens and ghosts pretty much are interdimensional beings like interdimensional beings and that's a theory that i find both intriguing and terrifying at the same time that like you know there's different ways of reaching different planes as a lot of people who are into psychedelic music know and but there's also certain ones that you can take there's certain potions that will legit have you conversing with characters that are in other people's experiences they'll experience characters from that same potion and sometimes they're aliens or sometimes the aliens are this but like i mean is it wisdom or is it like are they just on a different plane we will never know right you know? do, do you want to hear my theory what's that buddy what's that <clears throat> so so i have the theory that aliens are uh humans uh mm-hmm. that have that have evolved and when they they are basically when they show up they are time traveling back to us I like that. That's cool. and all this probing and whatnot is basically they've evolved so far beyond what you know what we are mm-hmm. that they're they're trying to figure us out they're trying to it'd be like if we went back in time if some bunch of scientists went back in time and came across dinosaurs they would have a hard time not drawing blood from them or doing some sort of, oh, we gotta, we gotta, we're here. We're here. We have to poke and prod, you know? So that, that's my theory is that aliens are basically evolved humans in the future and have come back. I see that totally. And, you know, being related to us, definitely related to us. Yeah. When you, when you see the, you know, it's just the figure of, you know, the arms and legs and, and a head and they're mm-hmm. standing upright. What, right. There's nothing else really, you know, some other apes and monkeys do that, but they don't have that uh, upper level intelligence like we do where we're building things that are flying and <laughs> buildings and whatnot. There's, so. there's definitely things that nobody can explain when it comes to UFOs, aliens. Um, spirits ghosts um even down to like this the the kind of almost laughable cryptid things like there's if you're let me tell you if you're in the woods by yourself and suddenly you don't know where you are and you've known where you've gone like you knew you knew these woods but all of a sudden you have no clue where you are and you've lost time now you're in the woods at night and then you walk back and you just don't know what happened like that's the kind of experiences people have and sometimes they think it's it's aliens but it could be anything at that point they stay right. out from the other dimension and just like found a way in it's scary it's scary yeah it's crazy there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of unknown things that 
humans go through and i almost you know i don't i almost don't want to know the yeah. answers to so many things because it's like i don't want i don't, I don't want, want like a tall gray in my room at three in the morning when i get up to go pee like i don't want to see this thing standing in my room absolutely not <laughs> no thanks like, i don't want i mean i've i've heard the stories of people that have been abducted and like whether they're telling the truth or whether they're crazy or whether it's real it's terrifying yeah it's just, it's just why he's like waking up and my whole family's gone and i don't yeah. know when. like that kind of stuff is just like it's crazy but there's also i think there's so many different kinds and so many different areas that like we're to think that we're the only things it's just impossible yeah i agree with that I mean, whether whether my theory is right or not. Human evolving theory is, yeah, I mean, it's pretty crazy at this point. The aliens can be the trees right now, we don't know. And then the trees are going to turn into people, crack open. (laughs) No, I think the aliens are waiting until the the AI starts making itself into the future of humans, and then they can study those too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it, you know, if if aliens exist and they're more advanced than us, then they're definitely not showing up until we're a little more evolved and less violent or less uh, impulsive. You no, know, if they wanted, to, if they were advanced that much, then if they wanted to put their, they could squash us with their fingers. You know, that's that's to go to me. Or they maybe they're lost so far they can only make so I don't know. There's all kinds of different theories and. No, I don't think we're, I think, I don't think we're alone. There's too much evidence. All right. I agree. (laughs) Um, Do you believe in other stuff like, uh, like Bigfoot? Do you believe in Sasquatch? I was just mentioning that. Um, I want to believe in Sasquatch. I think most people who like cryptid stories want to believe in Sasquatch. I've had friends who have supposedly seen Sasquatch. I've never had a Sasquatch experience, but if I was in the middle of the woods and heard this howling, that's not, that's definitely, oh, first thing is like, is that a crazy person on like drugs that's dangerous in the middle of the woods? Like, or is that a Sasquatch? But I have experiences with things that are actually kind of cryptid, but not cryptid. My, my father had gone fishing one morning and uh, it was when we were on the Cape and he went fishing and he came back up after like a couple hours and he was just thinking, oh, it was, my, it was me and my mom and like um, our, my relatives that lived on the Cape, they were visiting. And he says, well, I don't know if you're going to believe what I just saw, but I just, wow, that was different. And he's going on about how there was this guy that was fishing next to him now he's in a boat he's in a canoe and the guy was in another boat a little bit further on and as he's in the other boat he goes hey you know normal fishing talk like hey did you get anything well i know nothing yet well you know and then uh, he hears like the guy's real gulp right he looks over him this guy's about i think 15 feet he said right and uh he says that the guy's whole pole is in the water now this is a freshwater pond on the cake yeah pulls in the water and the guy is struggling and the guy he's my dad says he swore he saw ripples on the side of the boat that were like the length of his the guy's boat wow. and the guy looks down and just like it's some beginning of a horror movie or something the guy like went, and he cut it and just took off so my dad tells us this story. My dad's not somebody, he's, he was never somebody to like really do big fish stories or something like this. He's a hunter. He doesn't believe, he doesn't, you know, doesn't care about stuff like that. Right. But, so he tells us this story and we're like, ah. we got home from camping about two weeks later, the aunts, the relatives that were there when he told the story, they sent us a picture that was cut out from the newspaper that somebody had caught something out of that wake that has mutated. It wasn't even something that's on record. It was a mutated eel that was probably around, I think it was like over 10 feet 
Uh, so on the length of the boat, like my dad said. Now, from what I remember from the picture, now I wish I could like put this on Reddit or something and find this picture. Because in my head as a kid, I'm looking at what looked like a legit sea monster. It was a giant eel that was like, it was wide in the middle, like a moray eel. So picture that kind of big eel right. with sharp teeth on the top, like the big sharp teeth. But the thing was almost all silver. And from what I can remember, this guy was holding it and it looked like it was starting to go off the page. This guy, he was like one of these mutated fish hunters. He's caught one before. So he was going from place to place and found this fish. I've never heard of it before, never seen it before or since, but that was something that never went away in my head. To me, that's almost like a cryptid because, but there was actual evidence. Like my dad said this story and we didn't believe him. And all of a sudden, like there's the newspaper clipping with this guy that caught the thing. I used to go swimming in that pond. That thing was bigger than me, and its mouth was like the size of like a snapping turtle. It was a big, it was like a moray eel pretty much in a freshwater pond. That pond itself is like over 100 feet deep in spots. Oh, that's crazy. sense that they think it was coming in from, they're coming in from underground rivers or something like that from brackish or something. They don't know, but they were finding them, and they just all went hush hush. We never heard about any of those things popping up again. Hmm. That's interesting. Some kind of Dr. like some kid loses their toe or something. Yeah, right. Or a leg. It was a public. That was a public lake. Yeah, yeah. That it almost sounds like some sort of hybrid animal, like uh, like you were saying, like brackish water. It was a mutated. They, they the way they described it was like it was actually mutated. It was it looked it looked like a moray eel, but it was silver like a fish, like a trout. Huh. It was huge. It was it was massive. Yeah, but, that's crazy. Jeez, I, I live in the woods and like I I don't want to ever bump into anything that's 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 nine feet tall, lanky, and like wants to eat me like a skinwalker. No, I don't want I love all those stories, but like I I don't know. I love going camping, especially in like woods that's not like actual campgrounds. But like if I'm out there, nope. As soon as I hear something, I'm out. No, 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 okay. <laughs> yeah, not, I like that kind of I like that kind of camping too, the roughing it in a tent. It feels authentic and it's, it's just nice. It's just nice. As long as you know what you're doing and you know where you're going and you let people at least know what area you're going to be in. I haven't done it for a very, very long time. And with my family now, I, I'd have to make sure everybody was knew where I was and stuff. Oh yeah. And I, alone. I would go with like a friend and you never, never should go alone unless I don't actually, honestly, I don't think you should ever go camping like that alone. Oh yeah, no, I agree with that completely. Because you could fall off of anything, you could break your ankle, and you're you're screwed. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, back to the the uh, topic at hand. Do you guys have any um, any other upcoming shows other than New Bedford at the end of the week? As of now, I believe we only have this show coming up right now. Um, but there's probably definitely more coming in the works. It's like things starting to open up and like maybe, you know, we, we can throw some shows in like more and more. Like, there's, I mean, I'm still getting comfortable with it too. You right know? on. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Uh, you don't want to spend every weekend in a crowded place. No. And it's also like, it's mostly, it's mostly like also like a, it's like my family. Like I just like my my daughter can't be vaxxed yet, even if she had the choice to do it, or we chose whatever the choice may be. We do we can't even make it. so she's got no and wish she could wake up tomorrow and just be old enough, her body could change just enough that she could get it. And if it's because I went and played a show, even though I'm vaxxed, got it, I could still give it to somebody else. Yeah. And it's just that it's still scared. I bought my own mic now, never ever using a community mic again. Every time I go somewhere, I, I was like, nope, 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 open mic, nope, my mic. Nope, that's the thought of that's disgusting now because of what happens. Yeah, right. I agree with that completely. I <laughs> <laughs> but I am definitely looking forward to shows again. Like um, the, the show that we played in Forever, when we played uh, at dusk, it was outside and that was really cool because it was outside at night and they had like the generators and they had like the big lights and they had everybody in the parking lot. And if you go in the bar too, but like, like that was just a very open and beautiful feeling. Even like pre-pandemic, I would have loved that. Like yeah, the, I saw pictures of that. That like was awesome. cooped up. I don't know. If, I mean, you haven't seen our live shows, but like this is 
I'm very usually, I used to be very like in the crowd oriented. Like I would always bring my biggest mic cable and then test how far I can get before it starts. So I know where I can go and how I can go. Um, but yeah, like it's, I, I miss being able to like have the safe feeling that I can, you know, climb on a stool or something if I want to now. <laughs> I can't, it's not, I'm not there yet. Yeah, no, I get that. That that makes total sense. I mean, I the staff is six feet. Oh. <laughs> Stay away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got two young kids too. I got two boys and, um, you know, we we highly suggest that they wear their masks yeah. most places we go and especially if we know it's going to be crowded or we know there's like food involved and there's just other people you know lip yeah. smacking with their mouths open and everybody's talking you know it's just it's it brought to like so much me, with me personally so it's like i mean choice is a choice but um i don't see why i've always Here's the chance I've always wanted to. I'm a wizard, but I've also, like, when I was a kid, I would be a ninja. How many fake ninja masks I made? And then now, like, kids are just not cool with it. And I'm like, you guys don't understand. Like, I it could be scorpion every day. How cool is that? <laughs> all awesome. the cloth that I stole, like, all the socks that I made into ninja masks as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to be a big transition for, for everybody involved, I think, still. Um, and it, not being careful you should start to think at least they'll be more careful because it's other people you know it's not just yourself that's my take yeah right no i agree with all that i'm uh, sure we're going to be getting some more shows and um i can't wait to play with more bands and especially like you know the, the newer bands that are going to be blossoming from this whole thing because a lot of bands gave up too you know a lot of bands didn't keep going and and now, like the local scene, almost it feels like the local scene is kind of it's like starting over. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, I was and the, I was going to ask you about that. The people that go to the shows are happy to be at a show. They're not just standing there bored because they came because their friend came. They're at a show, and it's like for some of these people, it's the first show they've been to since the pandemic. Yeah. I know. My friends that like it's my my first show i guess high and heavy cool do you know <laughs> perfect that's that's a good first show i'm sure there's a whole group of uh people that are you know young people people that have turned 21 in the last year and a half that haven't that's even true, been out. Be able to get out Jeez. yeah they, they have that. yeah they haven't even been out to see a band they haven't been out to get their first drink yet so Ooh. Wow, they'll probably probably wow. be a good re uh, resurgence of um, bands playing. I would I would hope so anyway. Yeah, and like maybe that will make somebody's like restaurants, not restaurants, but like these places more look at it more as more of a lucrative deal again. There's a lot of places that just stopped using live bands because the DJ was a little bit cheaper, but then people just walk out. They'll come in and just walk out. I've seen it too much. And like that, that was all before what happened with the pandemic. So like, I mean, I think with this resurgence of people coming back out and um, bands having a chance to play live again, I think it's actually brought people together as, as a crowd again, too. I just recently went and saw Weed Eater and it was one of the greatest shows to see people still just like there for a show. I mean, and they were great. They were really, really good. They're one of my favorite live bands if anybody if you have a chance to see we weed eater live go see weed eater they're a tremendous band to see live yeah i've heard them they are a really really awesome band so yeah that'd be very entertaining very they seem like they would be <laughs> oh yeah and then um the, i just know that like whenever they're playing their chords like you feel it in your belly it's so loud it's like a it's like yeah it's good stuff cool so uh so where can people buy your new album five and where can people buy uh merchandise it's all on uh, the band camp yeah the high and heavy band camp it's all directly from there also um electricvalleyrecords.com that's that's our is i think it's dot com <laughs> electric value records is our record company and um their site has stuff and I, I think there's a few other sites that that sell our our merch and stuff and we just recently got um we got a bunch of stuff through the uh 
through another company, I think out of, out of uh, the country that's, that's doing stuff that's, that's really good. Cool. So it's all on the band, band camp, I believe. Nice. Yeah. So uh, some cool merch too. I mean, you, you got everything from shirts to rolling papers. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Uh, actually, I, I have some rolling papers. <laughs> that I have. Uh, actually decent rolling papers too. Like they, they like, yeah, I don't smoke it, so like... that they're going to be like pristine <laughs> and they're going to be, you know, there it's forever. Nice it's, a nice yeah. it's a good collector's item for me. Uh, so yeah. I want to, I want to thank you for, uh, coming on the show i know this was short notice um, that was fun something to do on saturday night yeah and uh yeah uh yeah thank you so much and i hope um friday i hope there's a, a good turnout for you guys i'll i'll be there yeah we're gonna, we're gonna have a lot of fun it's gonna be loud it's gonna be loud john's got a new pedal that's gonna blow everybody away it's gonna be loud that's gonna be a really fun night um yeah, if, if you guys can get yourself out to go and see High and Heavy and um, is it Coastal Decay and Princess Squeech? Is that? Yeah. I believe so. All respect to you guys. Um, you guys are new bands. I don't know yet, but I'm really, really looking forward to, to playing with them. And um, being at the Poor Farm again, I mean, the Poor Farm alone is just a spot that I've always loved. I got my own cup there, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, everybody have a good uh, have a good night and be safe out there. And hopefully we'll see you at the show at uh Poor Farm Tavern in New Bedford Purchase Street. Yep. Nine o'clock on Friday. I'll be there. All right. Thanks, Chris. Later. Big thank you to Chris for coming on the show. I'm glad we made that happen last minute. You can hear me talk to the whole high and heavy band on episode 18, which was released last year, 420, which is obviously planned because they are high and heavy. You can follow High and Heavy on Instagram and Facebook. Go buy their new album, Five. It's not spelt out. It's a, the Roman numeral V. It's five. That's available at bandcamp.com along with their merch and their other albums. They actually sell real records, real vinyl records, which is very pleasant, very nice. I have their their last uh, record, and I have their new one, five. It's on it's on the way to me, and I can't wait to throw it on the record player and listen. Join me at the Poor Farm Tavern in New Bedford, Massachusetts, this Friday. The show starts at 9 p.m., and there is a couple opening bands. But I'm really looking forward to this. I haven't seen them perform live yet. It's going to be a real treat. It's going to be great. Thank you for listening today. Make sure to check out the Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook accounts. Join the Facebook group. Go to oddpeoplepodcast.com for info about the show and to purchase merchandise. There is new merchandise there. The gray t-shirts, the gray hoodies. Check it out. You can support the show for as little as 99 cents a month by going to anchor.fm slash odd-people slash support. I know, it's kind of long. I hope you tune in next time. Stay creative, stay inspired, and as always, stay odd.